Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. La-da-da-da, everybody, brothers, sisters, saints of God, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastors Lester Sharon Hayes coming to you all this morning for the School of Healing this morning. It is Sunday morning, October the 17th, 2021. And we just give God praise this morning. We give him glory this morning to be with you this morning. Amen. On the School of Healing uh, this morning, amen, to talk about, amen, some things, amen, that God is revealing to us in the scripture, you know, advising us and instructing us and teaching us, amen, better ways, amen, to be able to maintain these temples that he has caused us to, to, to live in, amen. We are spirit and we live in these bodies, but they are to be maintained. And uh, so we're going to speak this morning to you this morning in the school of healing this morning some just some natural truths about the body amen from god's word and these natural truths amen are things that once we become spiritual beings uh, understand that we're spiritual beings and we live in a body there are some things associated with us being born again new believers or reborn again or you know, born of the spirit, amen, that there are things that we naturally can do, amen. That probably don't make sense, but, you know, it's like when you're you not saved, there are things you naturally do, you naturally sin. But when you become a spirit, a natural man become a spiritual man through being born again, there are some spiritual things that we should do naturally, okay? And so this is, these are the truths that the Lord wants us to know that we can do these things because we learn in the scriptures in the book of I want to say Philippians, it says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I think that's Philippians 4 and verse 8, amen, and maybe 13 and 19, I don't know. But it's in the Philippians, the fourth chapter, and we're very familiar with that scripture, that we can do all things. He's talking to a bunch of believers there in Philippians, the Philippian church. Once they become believers, Paul is telling them, you, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And this is what leads to the supernatural, miraculous power of God. These supernatural, miraculous truths now begin to make sense to us. But see, if we're not born again, we're blinded to that. We stumble over that because it don't really make natural sense because we're so accustomed when I'm not saved or going to the doctor for healing mm -hmm. or, or taking over-the-counter drugs for healing or, or smoking dope for healing or, or alcohol to try to escape all this stuff, your escapism. You know, we look for all these other ways that are natural for an unsaved person. But once we become saved and we come out of that way of doing things, out of that system of the world, we no longer put trust and confidence in those things. We now look to the author and finish and developer of our faith, amen, to be able to now provide us with the substantive things that we need to keep ourselves healthy, both spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, you know, and physically. And so we're going to talk about those things, some of those things this morning, amen, because, you know, there are, there are supernatural, miraculous things that sometimes it befunnels us because we're like, why would... Uh, you know, God, you know, not heal when he's a healer. Well, what we do naturally is what draws God's supernatural power as, as saved folks. What do we do different than what I did when I was in the world? You know, do I, do I change anything? Do I, do I get rid of any habits or appetites? Or do I just get saved and I'm still going to all-you-can-eat buffet and stuffing stuff in my pocketbook to take home with me after I done stuffed myself? Am I still, you know, a glutton? You know, am I still not reading labels? So just something to think about, something to ponder that we want God to do all these supernatural things when we are unwilling to do what we can naturally do as saved people. We have supernatural healing available to us. But I want to talk this morning uh, a study I'm doing right now, and I'll probably talk more about it as we continue to learn in the school of healing but there is a, a science that's that's out there now and it's been out there for a minute a wonderful doctor discovered this uh you know uh, it's called naturopathy you know where things that you can do naturally to heal your body uh i was doing a little research on this and i thought about my body and it's like my body lately been really really speaking to me about having a relationship with my body and a lot of us don't have a relationship with our body. We don't try to get to know our bodies. You know, we depend on, and think about this now, we depend on all these outside forces or entities to take care of our body. 
And we don't build the relationship with our bodies. We don't build a personal relationship with our very own bodies. We don't really get to know our bodies. We don't know what our bodies like. We don't know what our bodies don't like. We don't know what's good for our bodies. We don't know what's not good for our bodies. And God was speaking to me about building a relationship with your own body. He said, because your body is so uniquely, wonderfully, fearfully made. Who wouldn't want to get to know a body that's so uniquely, rightly, fitly made by God, the finger work of God, the handiwork of God? It's a masterpiece. And he said, you need to get to know your body, build a relationship with your body, know what your body likes, know what your body can tolerate, know what your body can't tolerate. Don't force things on your body just because it's your body. And so I started thinking about that. Do I really have a relationship with my body? Do I listen to my body when it's trying to tell me things? When sometimes pain comes, it's my body trying to tell me that caused me pain. Don't do that or, or don't do this. You know, do something to help me to be a good body to you. I want to be a good body to you. I want to help you you know, to live a healthy life. And so God was speaking to me about telling us on School of Healing that our body, and here's the revelation that he dropped on me, our body is made by God to heal itself. It's all this stuff that don't belong that we put in there that the body spends all of that time and energy to heal itself, trying to fight that stuff off. It's weighing us it's weighing us down, it's clogging up stuff, it's stopping up stuff, it's breaking down stuff, because it don't belong there naturally. And our bodies, man, can heal themselves. They can heal themselves. He was dealing with me about that. He said, get to know your body. Get to know the capabilities of your body. Get to know how uniquely God fashioned and molded and shaped and built your body. He wonderfully, fearfully made our bodies. You know, and they are able to heal themselves. And so I became very interested in uh, this thing called naturopathy. And it's a word that's spelled N-A-T-U-R-O-P-H-T-Y. And I began to study it in relationship to healing. That's that's my interest. You know, uh, why are we always praying and asking and this is a word that you heard me say before me to do the impossible, meaning the supernatural uh, to God to supernaturally heal us when we want to do the possible that he asks us, instructs us, teach us, commands us, advises us and warns us to do. And so I became very interested in what more could I do to build a better relationship with my very own body. And I was drawn to a letter that Paul wrote to Timothy. And I'm going to preface what I'm saying today based on this. But the thing I want you to be thinking about is my body was created by God to heal itself. Am I helping my body to do that? Or am I helping my body not to be successful in doing that? Just, just a thought to ponder now. You know, you don't owe me no answers. I just want you to think about the relationship you have with your body. I'm thinking about mine more seriously right now. And I read this letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, and this kind of got me going. And it says, it's in the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 4, verses 8 through 10, but I'm going to read through 13. And it says, for bodily exercise, verse 8 says, for bodily exercise profiteth little. Now, I want you to hang on to that word little. It didn't say it didn't profit you at all. It said it profiteth thee little. And I'm going to come back to that. But godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, okay, and of that which is to come. After you do the little, there's something else that's going to come that's going to make you more healthy, okay? Not to do the little means that I don't achieve what is to come, what, what can be possible. We're going to talk about that in a minute. That, he says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore, we both labor and we suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men, especially of those that believe. And he says, these things command and teach. That's why I'm teaching it. Let no man despise thy youth. You know, I'm having people tell me you do not look like you 66 years old. And God said, do not let them despise your youth. You know, you have made significant changes in your eating habits. You know, you're getting back into exercise. So you're profiting a little, but there's more to come. Don't let nobody despise your youth. 
Okay, do what you need to do. We're going to talk about that. Okay, he says, These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. So, what is the word of God saying to me about having a relationship with my body? What is it that I can do naturally? that attract God to do what he do supernaturally. Because there are some things going to need God to act supernaturally and miraculously. And I have to talk to my body about those things. See, those are those positive affirmations over your body. That's how you take the medicine. See, those are those things right there that we declare. We don't decree. It's already been decreed, but we declare it over our body. We talk to our body about what God can supernaturally do, miraculously do. We even talk to the symptoms and things that, that show up that ain't supposed to be in my body. We tell those things about what God said about you. And we cast those things down and out. That's what God said about you. You don't belong here. You don't belong in my temple, you know. And so there, 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 there are things there that we can do. And it says, for a bodily exercise, profit is little. And, but godliness is profitable unto all things, yes. having promise of the life that is now, that now is, and that which is to come. Now, let me tell you what he began to show me about this. I love to work out. I went walking five miles yesterday. I used to love to go to the gym, love to run, do all those things. But in, in the overall comparison of physical exercise and spiritual exercise, it don't even begin to compare. Mm. It don't even measure up. It don't. Mm. But here's what it does. It pulls people away from godliness. Because they got to keep pumping that iron. They got to go to the gym when they off from work. They work five days a week. Some of them get it in after they get off from work. Then they don't go to church no more because they got to get it in on Sunday. They got to get it in on Saturday. And what happens is this. It starts to cheat the family. And godliness is about the family. And before you know it, there is no profiting and godliness is everything now is about working on your physical body, what it looks like, your muscles and all of that. You don't have no time for God because you this stuff requires a lot of work. And people love these six packs and they love. And that's why God is saying it profit is little when I'm trying to build your family, when I'm trying to get you to a point where Joshua was when he saw Moses. Joshua was impressed by the things that Moses did for God. And he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Well, how can I, if I'm never there, I'm in the gym all the time working my muscles. That's why it profits us little. But he said, godliness is profitable unto all things. So if you want to be healthy, yeah, have your workout program. I have one I do right here in the bed before I get up. Did it this morning. And I'm getting, I'm getting out of that. But I'm, hey, at the same time, know what I was doing? Had my gospel music on. I was working out to the gospel music. I was, I, I was building my spirit up. I was profiting, man, because I'm, I'm exercising a little bit, stretching. And I got up yesterday morning, man, after I got off the line. I didn't, I didn't go walk before I got on the line. I did the line first. I profited spiritually first. Then I went out and walked five miles. And it was easy because I thought about what we had talked about on the line. I kept making affirmations all the way down that road. I'm going to make these five miles. God, I thank you for your grace. Grace is sufficient for me. All the way down. Before you know it, I was there and on my way back. You know, but it wasn't the, the physical exercise. That was little compared to where my state of mind was. And I profited godly, God in a godly way all the way there and all the way back. I began to look at the sky and take in how beautiful God's handiwork is. And I'm like saying to myself, I'm a part of that. That same God who made them big old trees over there, made that big, blue, beautiful sky up there, got this cool breeze blowing right now. That's the same God who made me. And before you know it, man, them little five miles was over, and I had profited in godliness because I kept my mind on him. And so, you know, and so he said, this is worthy of all acceptation. It's a faithful saying. You know, so have you some type of little program that you do to, you know, a little exercise, you know, do it according to the scripture. Don't let it mean more to you than profiting in godliness. Mm -hmm. But don't leave one out going after the other. Come on. 
You got to be good to your body if you want your body to be good to you. You got to line your body up and, 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 and become in a relationship with your body based on what this word is saying. This is what Paul told Timothy. Who was a bishop in the church? And I started thinking about Timothy this, uh, 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 this morning as I, was, as I was feasting on this. And I said, I bet you Timothy, man, wasn't going to no all-you-can-eat buffets after service. Mm. I bet you Timothy didn't need no wheelbarrow to push himself around. I wasn't knocking on nobody. I was talking about Timothy. And there may be some preachers out there named Timothy. I'm not talking about you. But if the shoe fit, you know, let the scripture talk about you. But I started picturing, what, I wonder what Timothy looked like. You know, young bishop, was he in shape? Was he, did he, was he tall? You know, did he, at 50, look like he was 30? I mean, I get that. I mean, somebody was telling me, I mean, I told, I've been in Army, I was in Army 30 years and retired 16 years ago. They didn't believe that. I said, oh, yeah, that's true. And I started wondering about Timothy. What did he look like? You know, was he, was he in shape? You know, was he a guy, man, that spent all his time at the gym picking up rocks or whatever they had back then to exercise? No, he probably did a little walk into places. They didn't have no cars, no jets. So he probably had a little exercise built into his daily routine. Jesus did, walked everywhere he went and had a crowd of folks following him. I said, if nothing else, those people who followed him, they got rid of some pounds because they followed him all the way from Capernaum all the way to Jerusalem to the feast. They walked everywhere they went. Some rode on donkeys and camels and whatnot, but not Jesus. No wonder they could sustain themselves for long periods of time. <clears throat> no wonder they could fast. No wonder they could pray all night. They didn't put all that other stuff that drained and sucked up all their energy in their bodies to begin with. That's right. They drank water. They ate olive. They ate fruit. They ate fish. And they had some exercise that worked in there. It was a part of their daily lifestyle. They loved their bodies. They took care of their bodies. They washed their bodies. They didn't put all this other stuff on and in their bodies. They got to know their bodies. They knew what their bodies could do. They pushed their bodies, man, in hot temperatures, dusty, rocky roads and trails and mountains. They were familiar with their bodies, and they cooperated with their bodies, and guess what their bodies did? It cooperated with them. Their bodies took them to travel to far places, up on mountains. You know, their bodies worked for them because they worked for their bodies. But it was nothing compared to the, to the reward that they got, got more godliness. It profited them, and things came to them later on. You know, they started, but they didn't end up where they started. They moved forward in God. They grew in God. They matured in God. They became familiar with God. And they built a better relationship with their bodies. So physical exercise is any type of bodily activity that enhances or maintains a physical level of fitness and overall health and wellness. It is performed for various reasons, including strengthening your muscles. You don't work the muscles. They're going to stiffen up and shut down. You'll lose muscle mass and the cardiovascular system, uh, honing your athletic skills, you know, weight loss or maintenance, as well as for the purpose of enjoyment. I enjoy going out walking. I had a wonderful time yesterday morning. I love it when Pat Sharon and I go out and we walk. We walk down the street by the church. We see the big church over there, people gathering over there. You know, it's amazing, you know, the sights and sounds and things that are out there in nature. And it's like a sense of breathing in, a sense of healing. That's, that's where this science of naturopathy comes in. When you're out there, you feel like you're a part of it. You're connected to it. You're related to it. You feel like your body belongs there. Not caged up sometimes. Just don't ever do nothing. Just Stay in the house all the time. I love to walk out on my patio sometimes during the day and just breathe in the air and look across the horizon and just know that my body is receiving vitamin D out there because the sun is shining on it. That's natural, you know, you know. And so, and so, yes, physical exercise has a place, but he said it profits little. But what does that little mean? You know, it means that it's good. Physical exercise enhances and it maintains physical fitness and overall health and wellness. That's the little right there. But don't try to stretch it and make it take the place of your relationship with God. That's right. And some people do. 
the seven day a week in the gym. They love to go win these muscle contests, man, all that. I ain't knocking it if that's what they choose to do. But look at here. It says it profits you little compared to overall godliness that profits you in everything. You know, and so let, let's 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 just set the record straight. The Apostle Paul is teaching that godliness is more profitable than anything else to our overall health. You know, why does God heal every man of sickness, various diseases and illnesses? We, we've been torn with this. I do believe that God heals, but I also believe that healing is not always the only path that he chooses for us. Sometimes his perfect plan for our lives is to allow us to suffer and experience disease and illness and hardship. I think it's to get our attention because we're spending too much time away from godliness than we are seeking after godliness. And sometimes it's in those times of suffering, pain, trial, and tribulation that we're made strong uh, spiritually. And once you're made strong spiritually, you start thinking that you can overcome things physically. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, book of wisdom, chapter 23, verse 7, the King James Bible, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And once I start thinking I can overcome it, I will overcome it. I'm getting, in, I'm getting my body in a rhythm with me. So when you begin to get your spirit and your body in the same rhythm, you can now start declaring things that be not as though they are. That's what happens naturally. And don't let you know a couple of scriptures you can, you can confirm some things with. That's even better. You know, because you have prospered. Your soul has prospered to that level. You ain't going back. Now your way, your way of life begins to prosper. You know, as, as, you, as you start moving away from just working on my physical muscles and I start building myself up in godly things, I, I, you know, the physical things will come. They will improve. They'll get better. Why? My body and, now work, and I now are working together. Remember, we're spirit inside our body. So my spirit and my body, now they're working in unison with each other. And you know when God sees unity, what he does now. I know y'all thought he was just talking about it in the church between us. No, when God sees unity in your body. Remember what he said over in the book of Philippians chapter 4? He says, until we all come into the unity of the faith and the perfect knowledge of who God is. In other words, until we look like this relationship here that Jesus had with his father. Well, guess what? We got to have a relationship with our bodies, too. And within the body of Christ. You know, but I can't be doing what I, whatever I want to do with a body that don't belong to me and then expect God, you know, to do anything supernatural miraculous for me. I don't abuse the temple. I got spots, wrinkles all over the place. I got excess stuff that don't need to be there that I do my lack of discipline. I allowed it to get there. And then I ain't going to do nothing but complain about it and, and have wishful thinking and procrastination. That ain't going to solve it. My body don't want to hear no procrastination. My body want to know, get me up this morning, do a little stretch and do a little this. Notice I'm saying little now. Do a little bit more than what you've been doing. If it ain't nothing but just moving your hand back and forth, moving your leg or something, get up, walk around the room, do something. You know, do a little something. So what is naturopathy? How naturally our body have to have have to have the God-given ability to cure itself of diseases. That's all it basically is. It's a science. It's a new science. At the same time, we still need to trust our bodies uh, with and to God's healing powers. Okay, there are a lot of experts who are scholars on the subject of how the body can naturally heal itself. Jesus being number one, our chief physician. These earthly uh, scientists and, and, and wonderful smart people, they explain in their findings the science of naturopathy helps people heal themselves. I have actually experienced this, but I didn't know what it was. We didn't know what it, we didn't know that's what the science was behind it. You know, we just said we're doing we're trying to do things more natural than we are, you know, uh, a lot of uh, chemicals, you know, processed stuff, you know, and we've discovered some pretty some pretty good, you know, findings. And so this kind of supports what this science is talking about. Uh, there was a scientist who introduced this by the name of his name is Samit Kapar. You know, he is a co-founder of and you can go verify and look at some of his work uh, called wellcure.com. 
You know, I, I went there, man, I was amazed at the level of, see, I don't have all this knowledge about this. This wasn't my area of study, you know, but I love science. I don't use it to replace God because he is the top scientist. He, he's the one who created life. He's the one who takes life, give life, take life. You know, naked we came in this world, naked we're going to leave. Now, that, that's, that's the creator, but I know he wonderfully, fearfully made us, uniquely made us. He didn't just throw us together. So there is a level of science here that some natural things that we're supposed to understand about our being, our overall existence. I, I didn't invest a study in that, but I'm looking at it now. And thank God for all these wonderful people out there who spend their life and dedicate their life. Their whole life is to study these things. They don't try to, they don't, they don't take the place of God when it comes down to, to, to me. I go to the Bible and it tells me everything I need to know. But there are some things that they have done, some wonderful work that they've done. That has been very enlightening because it's based on the scripture. They probably don't know it's based on the scripture. But that's, that's where I go look. Once I read what they're doing, I go back now and see if it's documented anywhere in the Bible. And if it is, I'm saying I give them credit. I don't put them above God, but I do give them credit for the work. You know, this platform promotes naturopathy, which helps people heal themselves. He explains how naturopathy is a form of science, not creation, but science that lets you establish a better connection with your body to heal diseases that we are struggling with for a long period of time. I mean, I, when I went to that site, man, I was like, whoa, you know, I'm going to spend more time there because I want to do a little bit more teaching as I learn more. And you can probably go read this stuff for yourself and educate yourself. But since I'm doing School of Healing, I want to incorporate some of these things that are out there so you can go look at some of these things for yourself and draw your own conclusion. I would tell you, though, if you go read these, some, of these, some of these works and findings, do it with an open mind. Don't be so heavenly minded that you ain't no earthly good. There is some wonderful work being done by some people out there to figure out the, some scientific approach to things. You don't have to use that to replace the word of God but you can use it to enhance your knowledge base about your very own body because we don't know everything about our body. If we did, we wouldn't treat them the way we did. This helps me to have a better relationship with my own body. Okay? And these people have done some wonderful work. So I'm not trying to tell you to replace the Bible teachings with that, but I, you will be hearing me reference some of these things I'm finding, um, you know, about this particular uh, science uh, that right now is, is, is becoming um, just an additional tool that we can use. All we need to know about naturopathy is this, is that there is a science out there that promotes the idea that we can trust our bodies built in the power and the powers of God to heal itself. Notice I said that in the powers of God to heal itself. That's how God made us. Didn't make us to be sick. That was became it's called the choices we made. How many times has it happened that we wanted to get rid of uh, some medicines that we were taking that had so many side effects in our house, you know, and we didn't know what to do. You know, we didn't know what questions to ask the doctor, you know, but we did know this. We wanted and we deserved a healthier life. That's why we kept going back, getting more, taking these prescriptions. We were looking for something. And had we had knowledge, we'd have asked, what is the side effects? Mm -hmm. We didn't know that until somebody told us later on. But how long had I been taking that medication? Okay, that's why that other diagnosis came. I felt better about that, but then something else showed up on the MR and X-ray. See, we don't we don't have this knowledge, so we have to, you know, depend on these people who know the medicine. They might not know how to obtain a healthier life for me. You know, God God will do that. But they may be able to share some insight of how this how this medicine interacts with other medicines and what are the side effects. And legally, they have to tell you. But a lot of times, we don't ask, and so ignorance is a bliss. We don't ask, so we, we perish for lack of knowledge. We don't want to know. All I want to know is what's the health benefit? I don't want to know is it going to cause me problems. So we don't ask what the side effects are until it's too late sometimes. How many times have we been told by someone that we have to first start believing in ourselves for this medicine to work. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are people tell you, man, you got to believe that the medicine works and then take the medicine where the doctor told you. Well, let me tell you something about, me about medicine. 
I have not found the medicine yet that they have, the pharmaceutical industry have said will heal you. It, it may help curtail pain. It may help this. It may help that. But I have not read where any of them have went out there and put themselves out there in their reputation and said this will heal you mm. or they will heal you. They're not going to do that. They're going to treat your symptoms. They're going to try to give you, relieve you for some pain and whatnot. But it's also also opening your body up to other things, mm. you know. And your body is sometimes just trying to tell you, this ain't the relationship I want you to have with me, to drug me up with all these medicines. I want you to try to see if there's something naturally you can do or, or, or something you can stop doing that you've been doing that's hurting me. Got to build this relationship with our own bodies, man. Our bodies are speaking to us and talking to us. You know, they were not designed to take on a lot of this stuff that we put in them. And so the science behind this is trusting our bodies with the because God has instinctively put the power to heal itself within us when he created us. You know, and just things we do sometimes to block that healing. You know, uh, physical healing scripture that we that we love. And, and, and this is another thing. I have to learn to talk to my body about what God said about as it relates to healing. These are affirmations that we need to be making. This is a part of taking your medicine. You need to get you some healing scriptures. I reference them all the time. Every day I put my eyes on them. I got them on my tablet right here. I got all the healing scriptures saved. When somebody called me, I go right to my healing scripture. I'll say a prayer and then I'll put in accordance to God's word in the book of and I hit send. Mm. I don't tell them I'm praying. I'm going to pray. Because I have these scriptures right here before me. I know where they're at. I make affirmations of them. I talk to my body about them. That's taking my medicine. This is this is this is profiting and godliness and everything right here. And one of those scriptures, man, is is is, is for physical healing. Scripture is "Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For Thou art my praise." That's in the book of Jeremiah, chapter seventeen, verse fourteen, of King James Bible. But see, you got to get in this habit of taking this medicine, just like you take that physical. Man, I got some some iron medicine I got to take this morning and also some uh, vitamin D. I'm going to take them with my breakfast in a minute, plenty of liquids. But I'm taking this right now because I'm talking to you about it right now. I'm taking this right now. You know, book of Isaiah, I mean, book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 14, the King James Bible. You should have those scriptures, not looking for them or calling somebody for them once you got a diagnosis. You should already have them. We should be familiar with them. We should have them somewhere where sometimes I pull them out and I just maybe just affirm my health by saying five or six of them over myself out loud. You know, I do that sometimes upstairs in my room. I'm praying. I pray these scripts over myself while I'm laying in the bed sometimes doing my exercise. Because I might feel a little pain or a little stiffness or a little soreness. And I say pain in the name of Jesus with the stripes of Jesus. You are defeated. It may sound crazy. But see, those are those affirmations that we have to make. Why? I'm building a relationship with my body. I want my body and I to be in rhythm with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, King, and, and, and most of you know, I like to use the King James Version. Uh, so we are what we eat. We know that. So let's eat uh, a biblical, healthy foods in our prayer you know, is our prayer for, for everyone. You know, I noticed yesterday when I got back, it's like my body was craving for something. And I said, okay, let me see what I can eat here. Well, I went and got me uh, 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 some grapes that Pastor Aaron told me to get the other day from the store. I got various types of grapes. I'm sitting here looking at it. I got fresh strawberries. I got blueberries. I got white <coughs> grapes, <coughs> red grapes. I had blue grapes. <coughs> I got a banana. I got some um, nuts. I got walnuts over there. You know, I got pistachio. I got all kinds of nuts over there piled up on the plate. Man, I broke out. She loves yogurt, but I, I used to eat a lot of yogurt. But, man, I grabbed some of her yogurt and put on top of that, man. And it's like my body was telling me, yeah, 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 I want it. Yeah, yeah. And the more I looked in the fridge and saw these things, man, I started putting them on that plate, man. Before you know it, I had this big pile of healthy food, man. I said, man, if I can become what I'm getting ready to eat, boy, I'm going to be good. Then I got me two fresh boiled eggs 
and I got me a, a, a cup, man, of, of hot water. I drink, I drink hot water, not really scalding hot water, but I drink five or six cups a day. Okay, I learned something about drinking hot water five or six times a day. Man, it cleans out your body. It loosens up things in there, man, because you get build up in your arteries and that warm water breaks that stuff down and melts it and it just flows right on out of your body, right on out of your track. Versus, I ain't nothing wrong with cold water. I drink a little cooler water when I go out and sweat and I exercise. You know, you want to cool your body down fast, especially in hot temperatures. That's a time and a place for that. But for me, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the health site I follow, it says now drink four to five glasses of hot water, warm water, real, real warm water every day. And it gave you the benefit. And you can go research this stuff because I research how to take care of this body. And it's working for me. It's working for me. You know, mucus, got to flush all that stuff out, you know. And I'm drinking, there's some other waters that I'm drinking too. I drink ginger water, ginger garlic tea, you know, that I make, got natural cut up. I got ginger root and got garlic. I, I boil some in my kettle and I drink that now two or three times a day in between. And I'm feeling like, man, my body is being clean from the inside out. So these, these things are working, but they're natural. They're natural things you can do. And I'm not telling you to do everything I'm telling you to do, but you can do your own research. But I'm just telling you it work, it's, it's working for me because I'm trying these things. And then I come across this science about naturopathy. And I was like, man, this is right in line, you know, with this, with this work. But these are things that are in the Bible. All these things I just named, they're in the Bible. These foods are in the Bible, you know, and we should be eating them. I'm not telling you that's the only thing you should eat, but I'm telling you they should be in there somewhere, you know. Uh, so we understand this, you know, what, what do we do with God's healing scriptures? That's the key right there. What do we do with the volume of God's healing scripture? I bet you right now, probably some of us got all kinds of bottle metal. I got several here on the counter with all kinds of stuff that we done tried and we'll continue to try till we find the right mix, but we're not totally dependent on that. I'm trying to wean myself more and more away from that, more and more to the natural side, which is what the science is about. Because I'm learning now that God created this body, man. It, this is a masterpiece. Yes, sir. You know, and I got to get in a relationship with my body so we can work together. You know, I'm a spirit. I live in a body. So are you. You know, but I want my spirit and my body to be in unison with each other, not working against each other. You know. Pain sometimes is an indicator to you that your body is telling you, you caused this pain or you caused this discomfort. Don't do this to me. Treat me better. You know, what do we do with God's healing scripture? What do we do with, with the medicine we take that the doctor give us? We take it on time when he tells us to. What the dosage? We know the dosage. They ask you, man, you go to the doctor. What all kind of medications you on? We rattle that stuff off, man, because we know it. We're so familiar with it. Well, we should be just as familiar with, with, with these scriptures. Yes. You know, what do we do with God's healing scriptures? We take them with us so we have them with us throughout the day and at night. We keep them by our bedsides to remind ourselves of the healing power and comfort provided and made available to us by God, our healer and our chief physician. You know, we'll, we'll, I'm trying to find that man. You got your little grandchildren. Read, find that one doctor so-and-so gave me. Not that one, but, but his name should be on there. You know, and they'll look it up. But, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. How many milligrams is it? Okay, that's it. That's the one right there. Give me two of them, sweetie. And we take it. We, we, we take it just like they told us. You got 25 bottles there. You tell your grandchild. That, not that one. That one that got doctor so-and-so on it. You know, they look through that man, they find it. This one right here, grandma. Yeah, that's it. Give me a glass of water. Give me two of them out of there. I, my head hurting me so bad, you know. We, we do exactly what they tell us to do. We should treat God's word that way. We should have God's word right down that nightstand. It should be in our hearts. It should be so close to us, man, that bam, I quickly take it. Mm. You know, because I want to show my body that, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I love you, body. I'm going to take care of you. Not no, I'm not going to neglect you, abuse you. I'm going to build a relationship with you so you and I can walk together in unity that God can command that blessing in my body, even life forevermore. Mm. I know we thought unity was about members of the church and members of the body. No, it's about you and the members of your physical body. 
You got organs in there. They need to function in perfection with God created and ordain them. So I got to build a relationship with them. I got to know when my heart ain't beating right. It's out of rhythm. I got to know, man, when my, you know, my intestines ain't, ain't, ain't working right. I got to know when my cardiovascular ain't working right. I should be the first one to know the signs before anything else, before anybody else. Before I drag my body off to somebody else to die, I should already know my body so well that I know something is not right. So what do we do with God's healing scriptures? You know, we know what to do. When we are sick, you know, or diseased or ill or afflicted or infected, famined, you know, or uh, uh, affirmed with something, you know, what is our first or most important response? Praying scripture back to God is a wonderful way to focus on his promises and provisions for our health, for our soul, for our spirit, for our hearts, for our physical bodies, and for our way of life to prosper. That's the road to, pro- to, 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 to physical prosperity, which leads to other prosperity because God adds the rest of that. We have to be able to take our medicine as prescribed, okay? Take it by praying it, proclaiming it, affirming it, declaring it, saying it, and reminding God in ourselves of it often. Declaring, praying, affirming, and saying our healing medicine out loud is very powerful. Saying healing scripture verses out loud over our life, over the sickness, okay, and our loved ones is what naturally what we are able to do and should do when sick or dealing with sickness or sick among us. In addition, we should always have our short prayer for healing readily available that we can pray effectively immediately. Yes. You should already have one available right there. You don't have to be long drawn out. I mean, I, I mean, I've been doing it so long. I sometimes I compile a whole bunch of them together. But I don't just tell people, uh, I'm praying. No, I'll send them a prayer. You should have one available that you can give to people. Pray with them if they call you. Put me on y'all prayer list. I need to make sure y'all mention me tonight in prayer. No, let's pray right now. Such as this. Father, help me and us to keep our minds, our focus on you when the illness and the sickness and the disease and the infirmity, the affliction, the pain, the hurt are overwhelming. Help me and us to be powerful, hopefully, and faithful in order to your good and your supernatural, miraculous blessings that will surround us. Please strengthen minds and others' mind, heart, physical body, life, and forgive us and heal us today. Yes. May the Holy Spirit guide us in all peace and comfort today, not tomorrow. Be it so according to your word, Lord, in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 14, the King James Bible. Amen. Just a little short prayer that addresses all that we've just been talking about. If you don't have one, write one up. Put on the card right there by the nightstand. When somebody call you, keep it on your phone, in your notes. So that when they call you, don't tell them you're going to pray. Don't tell them you're going to put the name on the prayer list. Too many folk dying on the prayer list in the church. Because they ain't, they ain't in no relationship with their body. They don't know what to do with their bodies. So they break down. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to talk to their bodies. They don't know how to speak, educate their bodies on the scriptures about them. See, I got scriptures about my body. You know, beloved, I wish that I would have prospered being helped even as your soul prospered. Want your way to prosper. That's a scripture about my body. You know, my life, physical, spiritual life, you know. Our healing starts with our reliability on God to heal us as he saves us. We read that in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 14, the King James Bible. There are scriptures about physical healing that we need to become familiar with. That's our medicine. Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, around verses 22, he tells, Solomon tells, God tells, David's son Solomon to keep it in his mouth. Yes. Keep it before him in his hands. Because mm. it's going to be good like a medicine to your flesh and marrow to your bones. Don't let this be out of your sight. You know? 
It is evidence through both the Old Testament and New Testament scriptures that God does have the power to heal our physical bodies. Their miraculous healing still happening today. We have to use these scriptures, these Bible verses to talk to God about our pain and to fill our hearts with hope. And we talk to the pain, too, about what God said about it versus my healing. You know, one of the scriptures we just talked about, heal me, O Lord, talk to God and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved for you are our praise. You are the one we praise, Lord. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 14, King James Bible. I'm going to keep saying it because that's what we have to do. Sickness need to know and your body need to know. You know what to do. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well and the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. That's Jesus had brother James in the book of James chapter 5, verse 14, 15, the King James Bible telling us what to do. This is naturally what a saved person who experienced some sickness can do. But sometimes it's the last thing we do. We don't call them elders of the church. We call somebody to take me to the emergency room. I'm not telling you not to go. But there's some things that you can do naturally for yourself before you go. And continue to do on the way there and while you're there. The Bible, and we're getting ready to close, the Bible speaks often of miraculous supernatural healing miracles <coughs> through the work of Jesus Christ and sick folks' faith in God. Our Lord is able to provide both physical and spiritual healing and wants to do that for all of his children, especially when we are overwhelmed with pandemics like the one we got right now, health problems out of control, bad news all over the place, personal relationships and, and, and shambles and people are struggling. And it's because of the pandemic. It's because of the fallout. It's because of all the other things that are taking place. You know, that's causing struggles in relationships. The word of God can be and it can serve as a great source of answers to all of our life's problems. And one of the supernatural helps sent helps that are sent from God for our learning so that we'll have it readily available when these things come. Remember, Jesus was tempted in all points, just like we are. And the Bible said that when he was led into the wilderness, he was full of power and the Holy Ghost. And he had the word because he had been studying the word. He had the word readily available. And when Satan tried to tempt him, Jesus said, Satan, get thee behind me, for it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Notice what he said, shall not live by. Okay, so we live by the word, not just by bread, not just by food. That's good. Not by just physical exercise. That's good. It profits little. But godliness is profitable in all things, everything, as we see right there with Jesus' example in the book of Luke, chapter, uh, I want to say chapter 4, verses, uh, verses 18, also in the book of Matthew, chapter 3. We see how he was led away from being baptized after everything that God had said was fulfilled. But he took the word right on through the wilderness, got him through the wilderness, took the word right on into the temple, took the book that the prophet, gave, the, 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 the minister gave him and opened it and began to read that God has anointed me. You know, Spirit of the Lord is upon me, you know. And so, you know, you're very familiar with that. So the Bible speaks about these things. Amen. For our learning. Worship is a blessing in sickness. Being able to worship and praise God is a blessing of healing in sickness. You can't shut down. You know, you got to build this relationship with your body so that you can present it to God. Okay. As a living sacrifice, holding self to God without a spot or without a wrinkle. Don't let no spots reach your worship and your praise. And some people do that. Let me show you, let me tell you this kind of spiritual spots that get into your worship and your praise and contaminate it. Lord, you know what I'm going through again, Lord. Lord, it's me. Woe is me, Lord. The Bible said that we must worship God because He's searching for such to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And yes, it's true. You're hurting. You're aching. Well, what did you do about it when the pain first came on? Did you talk to it about the scriptures? 
Did you talk to your body about what God said can happen? Heal me, O Lord, I be healed. Save me, I be saved. For thou art my praise. Did, did, did any of that come into play? Did it come into your mind or your thoughts? Did you and your body have a conversation about that? That I'm already healed. I'm already healed with this stripe. God, I praise you that I'm already healed by your stripes, with your stripes. So, you know, worship is a blessing in sickness. Praise and worship is a blessing in sickness. Put that garment on and keep it on. It'd be for heaviness. Yeah. You know? Garment of praise. Beloved, I wish above all things that I would have may have prospered and be in health even as your soul prospered. That's in the book of 3 John, chapter 1, verse 2, the King James Bible. So we have all these scriptures that we use in these times. You know, get familiar with them. Help our body know them. Our body needs to know from us what God says about it. So we have to build this relationship with our body because God has uniquely made these bodies to heal themselves. But we have to feed our body spiritual food so it can prosper spiritually, physically, you know, more so spiritually that's profitable in everything. Yes. You know, you know, you know. And so we're going to go ahead and end there and uh, open up for comments. Hopefully you got something out of... Uh, School of Healing this morning that can be helpful as you go forth. But I would encourage you to go check out some of this research that have been done to, to learn more about how to be in a relationship with your body. You know, the body is made by God wonderfully, fearfully, you know, and it does, it can heal itself, you know. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you this morning, Lord God, for School of Healing this morning. We thank you for the discoveries that we have made. We thank you that we have access to research that have been done by scientists out there that teaches us and show us and share information with us in their area of expertise of how the body can naturally heal itself. God, we believe that spiritually you've said that to us too, that the body can really uh, heal itself if we do the right thing by our body. So help us today, if nothing else, to want to be in a better relationship with our very own bodies and treat our bodies, oh God, with utmost care, utmost respect, as though it's a gift given to us from you, not to be abused, God, but to be a, to be used by you to bring glory on and praise to your name. So as we present our bodies to you today as living sacrifices, holy and self unto God without spot or without wrinkle, because you have sanctified us right now with our word. We've heard the truth, Lord God, and we're better qualified. We're better stewards now to go forth and maintain these vessels, maintain these temples, and keep our physical exercise in the proper perspective. You said it profit is little, but Father, we will maximize the little that it profits, and we will be profitable in godliness in everything and all things, because we will seek first your kingdom, your way of doing things, that you may add all these other things to us. This is our prayer today. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for what we've learned this morning. We're better informed now to make well-informed decisions going forth about our bodies. So we give you praise, glory, and honor for this teaching this morning for us. In Jesus' name that we pray, amen and amen. All right, then, we're going to go right into our comment section, with uh, starting with Pastor Sharon, and she'll be followed by our very own Pastor Eric and Pastor Phoebe and anyone else that wants to comment. Pastor Sharon. Oh, praise the Lord, and thank you uh, for this opportunity 